The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Where's my rifle? Where's my gun? This is for fighting. This is for Firearms Friday. Oh, yeah, baby. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a Second Amendment nature. Right here on the big radio program, The Michael Duke Show. Good morning to you, TGIFF. Thank goodness it is Firearms Friday. I just realized my hair is everywhere this morning. It's a mess. Thank goodness you're on the radio and you can't see it, except for all those folks who were on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on, but it's just like, I I mean, it just won't lay down this morning. It's just, it's ready to be up. And it's Friday, and we got lots of good stuff to talk about and discuss this morning on the big radio show. We're going to hit all the headlines of a two-way nature from uh, around the uh, around the world, well, around the country, and then around the world. We're going to talk a little bit this morning about Ukraine and what's going on over there. The president's State of the Union speech, where he once again doubled down on. Um, All the things that haven't worked so far, and we'll talk about that as well. The big thing is um, we're going to be uh, also taking um, – we're also going to be taking uh, all your phone calls today. And that's really one of the prime reasons for Firearms Friday is to discuss with you, the listener, all the things of a Second Amendment nature. Um, we're going to talk about all that this morning as we get ready to uh, kick things off. And so we're going to open up the phone lines to what we like to call gun Q&A. That is the questions and answers. And there is a rule on uh, Firearms Friday and when we open up the phone lines on Friday for gun Q&A. And that is there is no such thing as a dumb gun question. Now, I saw the meme earlier this week, um, which uh, um, I was gonna I was gonna put up and pull up here, but I'll, I'll paraphrase it for you. Uh, I was gonna pull it up earlier, and I forgot I forgot to uh, I forgot to do it. So, but the 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 uh, the meme that's going around that I think is probably one of the perfect arguments, the more perfect arguments that I've seen in the last few years, is that. Um, all you people who have been asking about why we need AR-15s and 30-round magazines have had your answers being blasted across the airwaves on the news channels ever since this Ukrainian thing started. You want to know why? You want to know what the reason is? There you go right there. Enemies, foreign and domestic. That's the reason why 
um, you know, we should be allowed or have or are using AR-15s or any other so-called weapons of war, right? I mean, that's you hear that. We don't need these weapons of war on our streets because, you know, the war... And yet, if you look back in the histories of uh, pretty much any uh, uh, the, the the history or the uh, the the genesis of almost any uh, firearm that you can think of, most of them have their roots as weapons of war. That's right. That cowboy rifle, right? Winchester seventy six, weapon of war. You know, your bolt-action Remington 700 hunting rifle? Weapon of war. They've all been used in conflicts. They've all been used around the world and around the globe, um, you know, for generations. Um, whether it's my dad's old 3040 Craig or, you know, the, uh, like I said, the Remington 700, which is the base unit for the M24 Marine Sniper System, all have been used as a weapon of war. Um, the Colt 1911, probably one of the most predominant units of that that we, uh, that we can talk about on a daily basis, developed specifically for the military and probably one of the most prolific handguns in the history of the world. Weapon of war. Right? So all you people that have been hearing these arguments for years, why do you need these weapons of war? Why do you just turn on your TV and you'll see exactly why we need those weapons of war? Well, that would never happen here. I mean, you know, that would never happen here. So I don't know why you're going on and on about it because it would never happen. You never thought that this would happen. You never thought that for, I mean, you never thought that for, uh, uh, you know, for no apparent provocation or reason, a major nation would do anything like that. I mean, you, just, you never thought that that would happen. But yet here we are. Here we are facing it. And so the president gets hip deep in the middle of this uh, during his uh, during his State of the Union address with more reasons why we should be with. <laughs> I mean, with more reasons why we should be doing this, it's right there. It's it's what what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, I can tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do what we've been doing. We're going to try and continue this discussion. We're going to try and uh, keep talking about this stuff because the right to keep and bear arms is still a check on tyranny. And that has been proven in the last seven days, uh, uh, Noura Green over at Reason Magazine put out a little, uh, just a really short blurb that uh, points out that, uh, points points to that and proves that more than not, here's Noura Green from over at Reason Magazine. Here's what she had to say. Ukrainians have taken to the streets with arms to defend their country and their freedom. They've prepared Molotov cocktails as makeshift bombs. The threat of tyranny isn't only present in the third world, 
In the United States, critics of the Second Amendment have claimed that in modern warfare, small-time weapons are useless as a check on the power of standing armies. The tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there are never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. But now, Biden is sending small arms to Ukraine's frontline defenders, and it turns out that weapons of all sorts can help fight off even a nuclear power. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky tweeted he'll give weapons to anyone who wants to defend their country. Ukraine is the only European nation where firearms are not regulated by a statute. Even in peacetime, they were allowed to carry non-fully automatic rifles and shotguns, as long as they were stored when not in use. Man assault weapons with high-capacity magazines hold up 100 rounds. You think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? No, but unfortunately, hunting isn't the only purpose of a gun. The horrific war in Ukraine reminds us that the right to bear arms is still a check on tyranny. I mean, isn't that the point? I mean, it's a, do you think deer are wearing Kevlar vests? But no, wait, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about deer. We're not talking about just for hunting. We're talking about, yes, protecting yourself, protecting your family. President Biden, during his speech here, of course, the I don't know how many of you watched that uh, in total. And like I said, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I read transcripts of it later. Um, and of course, I watched the, the parts where Nancy Pelosi acted like she was uh, 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 like she was, uh, you know, I don't know, on drugs or something. Um, but, you know, overall, his 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 rhetoric never changes. His uh, <clears throat> his ideas and his um, his suggestions do nothing to really curb crime. Remember, he was one of the prime movers and shakers behind the assault weapons ban, which between uh, 1994 and 2004, uh, where they you know they stopped the uh, the the sale of new assault weapons, had no effect on gun murders or gun violence. I mean, it, it's, it's statistically proven. Ten-year period where they tried to stop the sale or manufacture of new assault weapons, which was, again, this category of rifles that is basically, it, it, the whole thing is based on cosmetic features that make the gun look scary, did nothing. Because, again, rifles are, they make up the smallest, smallest, tiniest percentages of gun murders. I mean, in an average year where you may have uh, something like 11 or 12,000, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, murders by firearm, you will have maybe 300 of those were done by a rifle. That's all rifles, hunting rifles, squirrel rifles, shotgun, you know. And yes, maybe the dreaded, quote-unquote, assault rifle. So you've got a fraction of a fraction of those being, you know, being, being used in these, uh, you know, for this so-called assault rifle. 
He continues to move on. He talked about the PC, uh, PLCAA, which is the Protection of Lawful Com Commerce and Arms Act. He said, we need to repeal the liability shield that makes gun manufacturers the only industry in America that can't be sued, which is not the case. You can sue gun manufacturers. The PLCAA simply makes it more difficult to sue manufacturers for harms caused not by an actual error or negligence on their part, but by criminal acts of people who purchase the firearms. I mean, this is what they're trying to do is they're trying to, to get do the end run around the Second Amendment by driving legal manufacturers and sellers of firearms out of business. He talked about, oh, we need the universal background checks. Well, how'd that work out in that Sacramento shooting? This Sacramento shooting, you know, for you may or may not have heard about it, about the man who went in and shot all three of their children and their guardian and then killed himself in a church in Sacramento. This is a horrific story. But this guy was already had a restraining order. He had already been prevented from purchasing or owning guns. And yet somehow, and by the way, had assaulted a police officer and been released from jail two days earlier. I mean, what? And yet somehow in California, where all these mandates and all these laws are in effect, he was still able to get his hands on a gun and murder his children, their caregiver, and then kill himself. This is, I mean, this is the ridiculousness of what we're talking about. I mean, where you know where you should have solved this problem? When he had attacked police officers, when he already had a restraining order and he attacked police officers just two days, uh, or he actually, it was four days before he did this crime, but he attacked police officers four days. He was already had a restraining order, already been under suspicion. They could have already, but they let him out on bail. And then there you go. I mean, if the guy was already a danger, they said he was on drugs and he was a danger to I mean, but no, no, that's, we don't want to do that. We instead would like to blame the gun. That's what we would like to do. All right. Um, I got one line on hold. They just they just jumped on hold here a minute ago, but I am up against the break. So I'm going to talk to the caller during the break and get their name. And we will start things off with gun Q&A here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Happy Firearms Friday, my friends. Regularly heard on American radio. Michael Okay, we're in the break right now, and I got one line on hold, so I want to uh, go over to them first things first. I'm sorry we were getting close to the uh, end of the uh, of the segment there, so I didn't want to run over. But let's get their name and where they're calling from. Good morning. Hi, Mike. Jeff from Homer. Hey, Jeff from Homer. 
you hold the line, my friend. You will be first up in the queue when we get things ready to start and rock and roll. We're going to be doing that, uh, and we'll be talking with you, so don't go anywhere. All right. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, lots of good mornings this morning. I see my dad is in the chat. My wife is in the chat. Hello. Hello there. Um, let me... Uh, <laughs> Hello. Um, sorry. <laughs> could you guys? I gotta. Could you guys just look away for a minute? I just want to talk to my wife. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Richard Childress Racing donates one million rounds of ammo, and Hendrix Racing will donate two thousand dollars for every lap any member of their team leads to Samaritan's Purse. Said Rick. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I like to see it. Um, one would hope that this Ukraine-Russian conflict would open up the free world's eyes to the true benefits of allowing citizens to be armed. Of course not. Are you kidding me, Michael? Of course not. China is saying that, uh, what was the headline? China is blaming gun rights for human rights violations. I mean, there's an op-ed that seems to think that gun control would have prevented the Ukrainian crisis. Of course not. They're going to double down on stupid. There's no, this is not about facts and logic, my friend. This is not about facts and logic. This is about feelings. And they've already decided that, you know, what they, what they want to do. So there, there you go. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, actually more Winchester 73s were manufactured than the upscaled 76. You get my point though, right? I mean, it was what I'm saying is that lever action Winchester rifle weapon of war. That's I mean, right. Um, anybody on the west coast of Alaska have the military come through? Question mark, says Sean. Don't know. Uh, anyone buying ammunition from these guys? 49th State Cartridge Company. Yes, they they make some good stuff. David and the crew over there are good people at 49th Cartridge Company. Um, you can't control people if they can fight back. And it's all about control, said Jack. Woof, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it for sure. Are you turning into your parents, says Rick? I don't know. Am I turning into my parents? I mean, I could hope so. They're pretty good people. If that's what I turned into, I guess I'd be pretty proud when it was all said and done. Um, let's see. What else am I missing here? Um, a, uh, okay. All right. I blame the fork and the spoon for my weight gain. Me too, damn things. If I just didn't have a fork and a spoon, I would be skinny as a rail. If I just didn't, if there were no more, look at this, man. I can't get a hold of it. Uh, if there were no more forks and spoons, I would be a thin man. I would be the thin man. I'd be William Powell, the thin man. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I just I don't even know what to say. I just don't even know what to say. Um, what else? Um, Ten hours of blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, the warthog became the snore hog. The, sno the snow snow hog. Man, I love the, uh, I love the, uh, the warthog, the warthog. I follow a, I follow a, a group on 
Is it Instagram? I think it's Instagram. Instagram or TikTok. I'm hardly ever on it, but when I do, I'll get into a, I'll be watching it for half an hour. Anyway, there's a whole channel that's nothing but warthog stuff. Uh, the burp, burp. Oh, so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. All right. Well, we're going to jump back into it here. We're 30 seconds out. Please like and share the show today, both on Facebook and YouTube. And make sure that you like and follow the show page. And make sure that you uh, uh, make sure that you uh, hit subscribe and ring the bell uh, on uh, on YouTube. Let's get back to it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Welcome back to the program. It's Firearms Friday. We're going to jump right to the phones, although I do have to make a comment in on YouTube. Jason, we were just we were talking about A10 warthogs and Jason in the chat room just said A10 pilots are drooling over that convoy in the Ukraine. I mean, that 40-mile long convoy, you imagine just having a you know, a, a quartet of A10s running down that convoy 40 miles worth with those Avenger cannons going. I mean, yeah, it's a ripe, juicy target. That's all I can say. Eight <laughs> pilots are like, yep, let me at them. Let me at them. Brap. You know, talk about Firearms Friday. There's a firearm for you. That cannon is something else. All right, let's get back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I sidebarred there. Let's get over to the phones. Jeff's been on hold for a while, and uh, we want to get to him. It's Jeff and Homer. Good morning, Jeff. What's on your mind, my friend? Well, I'd like to talk about the Second Amendment and how it's been written lately. They've changed it, which is if you read the whole thing and get the whole thing, it says that it, it cannot be infringed, but it can't, which means it cannot be changed. But then when you read down through, you'll find where it says it's an imprisonable, imprisonable one year in prison for changing the writing of the Second Amendment. And what happened to the weapon of the day? They've taken it out because they don't see it printed anywhere. They all want to say, you know, you have the right to bear arms, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're whittling away. And there's some people that are very guilty of that. And why aren't we putting them in jail is my thing. And I'll tell you right now, we do have the right to the weapon of the day, which means if you can afford, like Donald Trump, a, a F-35 with nukes on it, you can have one landed on your lawn, as far as I'm concerned, because that is the weapon of the day, folks, along with a warthog. And, you know, it's not just guns. I sure. don't care what they say. It's arms. Yeah. Right. Uh, it says arms. We have the right to bear arms, not just firearms, arms. So anything built by the military is classified as an arm or anything that kills anything is classified as an arm. Well, it's home built. Right. We were talking, a, we were talking about a, this the other day where the president was uh, in a speech here a couple, three weeks ago. He was talking about, it doesn't guarantee you the right to own a cannon. And in fact, it does. And in oh. fact, American citizens have purchased cannons. American <laughs> citizens have purchased, I mean, the, the history of uh, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders running up San Juan Hill. They didn't have enough arms. So what happened? Some of the New York wealthier families in New York, they bought machine guns and they gave them to Teddy right. Roosevelt and the Rough Riders to do that. It was private citizens who bought the machine guns and gave them to the, they, they were always, there has always been the right of, to keep and bear those 
those arms in America. Right, and I guess they've never seen the naval ships we had with cannons on them and, and other ships that had cannons on them. Everybody had cannons when the cannons, I mean, that was one of their biggest uses was out to sea. You know, they pull up side of each other and literally blow each other apart. I mean, uh, the, the people got to know your history, and you got to understand, you have the right to bear arms for, for a lot of reasons, and the biggest reason is to protect yourself, okay, and your family. So this business of, you know, you can't have a gun, or you can't have this, or this one looks like an assault weapon. Well, if you're going to have an arm, you might as well have a scary one, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and it doesn't make any difference. You take the right people with, with any gun can kill a lot of people, okay? I mean, a 10-gauge shotgun or a 12-gauge pump, the right guy with, with a, a bullet belt on can reload that. I can reload a pump so fast it'll scare you. But I'm, I'm not a military. I'm a hunter, okay, because game's fast. You know, I always said two types of deer, quick and tasty, you know. So you got to be fast sometimes, birds, anything else you want to shoot. And everybody always said to me, well, you shoot a lot of game. No, I shoot what I want, all right, because I, I, I've learned how to shoot and how to be quick. I know my guns. We've talked about this. I can load my gun without looking at it. I don't, you know, I can sight my gun. Uh, we had a discussion the other day about sighting in for 300 yards. I said, never do that. I do 100 yards. I know what to raise, and I kill my deer. I kill my moose. I right. kill whatever I want. Right. So, you know, the the proper guy, because I've had guns that were off that I had to use, got to camp, gun was off, didn't have time to line it up, shot it a couple of times. We only got to hold to the left and up a little bit. Boom, killed my game. Everybody says, how do you do that? And I said, knowing your gun is knowing how to shoot, being being comfortable shooting, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, uh, and ranging things with your own eyes, because it may come to a point, uh, if you get driven back into the woods, you won't have any of that fancy equipment with you. You're right. going to have to learn how to shoot. Right. You know? right. So you're going to have to learn how to survive. You're going to have to learn a lot of things that you don't know, these people. Uh, and, and it's sad to see all of these people with all these answers, but if they really actually knew what it took to survive just out over the hills of Homer here, they would they would be scared to death that they didn't know all this, and they need to know this, right? right? And you need to know about your guns, and you need to know your gun laws and study them. And uh, anybody like Biden, I mean, he's, he's going to hammer on this for four years if he lasts that long. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not looking for him to, but... Uh, I'm not looking forward to Camilla either. So um, uh, just the whole deal with guns is we have the right to bear arms. That's that's the big one. And we have the right to have whatever we want for arms, all right? I mean, there's some great videos out of a guy shooting uh, a 50 cal air gun. Sure. Which is not a, sure. Uh, classified as a, as, as a weapon even. As a it's firearm, a, right. An air gun. Yeah. And he cuts a two before off at 50 yards with about mm, 10 shots. Yeah. You know, so. No. Well, uh, that, that's the problem. I mean, shall, shall not be infringed has been, well, it's been whittled down. I mean, they're saying, oh, no, we can do it. We can do that. We can do this. And uh, you're right. I mean, they have they have dug into that and whittled away at it. To where now we people just nod and go, oh, okay. Well, I guess it's infringement. That kind of infringement is okay. I mean, the way I read the law is the same way that you read the law. Any weapon, any arm, mm-hmm. should be available to the American people. Now, does that, do I mean an F-15? Well, if you could afford one and the maintenance and the fuel, yep. sure, go ahead. I mean, if that's what it is, uh, that's what it should be. But of course, the powers that be don't like to see the average citizen be able to. Uh, you know, have the same stuff that the government has because that interrupts and interferes with their power. 
Right, and they give them to foreign governments. So, you know, they being a little stingy there, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, my my whole thinking in, on the whole deal is, is we need to be prepared to, to protect ourselves, but we also need to be able to feed ourselves in, in yeah. bad times. Yeah. You know, it's like saying you can't have a boat because boats kill too many fish or people, you know. Right. Uh, that's ridiculous. No, you, know, you can't have a boat because you just can't go out fishing. We don't want guns, you going out fishing. You know? Guns so, are just part of that. And, I mean, and, guns are just part of that equation. You know, in in the terms of you're talking about raw survival, guns are just a part of that equation, and probably not even the largest part. Right. You know, so yeah, you. Well, sh- it's way of life, Mike. And I, I'll, I'll leave you with this. I think what we need to do is dig up some cases where they've rewritten that Second Amendment, left out words purposely get them into court, show them right in the Constitution where you need to go to jail for one year for that, put a couple of these high-fluting people in jail, and say, how do you like me now? Because that's what you get when you mess with the Second Amendment. And if that was in force, we wouldn't have to worry about this all the time. Well, you know? that's... We'd have our guns and our, our ammo. We can't get ammo right now because they're picking on ammo. Risk. Well, that's part of the arm. Right. right. Well, that's true. I mean, and if you look at it from that perspective... You know, we got here, um, we got here an inch at a time. We didn't just get here overnight. And so the problem is we can't just throw that law up and say, all right, arrest all these people. Because all the regular. No, not all. Just one or two of the big mouths. <laughs> like they do, you know. And, and uh, you know, I, I just, it gets, it gets tiresome after a while. It's the Constitution. Yeah. No, and, and the problem is, is that the regular people out there, um, the the you know the people who are just, I guess the sheeple who are out there in the middle who don't think about this stuff, who don't who don't consider it, they would look at you like you're crazy. Well, we can't have that because then the, and why do they do that? Because we didn't get here overnight. That's the thing. You know, it was an inch by inch. It was the frog in the pot, the boiling water with the frog in the pot. They just didn't boil it up and throw the frog in. They just turned up the heat an ounce at a time. So in some ways, we're going to have to work back the reverse on that. We're not going to be able to just shut it off. We're going to have to slowly whittle away at it to get back to the point that you're talking about. And I agree with that. I agree that that's where we should be when it's all said and done. Thank you, Jeff, for your call. 433-3150-433-3150. If you would like to uh, sound off, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say on anything that's firearms related today, uh, like what jo- uh, like what Jeff was saying and everything else. I just mentioned this uh, uh, California shooting where this guy who, uh, who killed uh, his kids and their caregiver um, this is the same kind of stuff that we've been talking about for, for years. I mean, how effective is even the harshest gun control laws? I mean, this is again, California, right? Where they've got, uh, you know, they've got all this common sense gun safety regulation, gun control. That's what that is, by the way, Co- you know, common sense gun safety regulation is code for gun control. But again, This guy had already repeatedly threatened to kill his estranged girlfriend. He scared his girls, his children, so much that they cried. One bit had bit her fingernails off off almost completely. This was according to the restraining order that was supposed to keep him away from not only his children and his wife and his girlfriend, but also from guns and bullets. But he had both of them when he showed up on Monday for a supervised visit with his daughters, 13, 10, and 9 years old. 
Then he shot him, shot them, shot the chaperone that he and his ex-girlfriend agreed to, and then killed himself. How did he get a gun? I mean, again, this is California. They're already supposed to be background checks on any transfer and anything else. And there's a there's a restriction and regulations on buying ammunition. How did how did this happen? Because of Sacramento, because, you know, because of uh, <clears throat> California's lax gun control laws. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, he said in his restraining order, the the restraining order barred him from possessing firearms. And on a court document, he denied having any. His own ex-girlfriend said that she didn't believe that he had any firearms. And so didn't seek the red flag order, but that didn't stop anything. <clears throat> Yet in California, the law requires universal background checks, a 10-day waiting period, and now requires background checks on ammunitions. But this is, again, none of this stopped it. Of course, the Democrats in the state of California were immediately like, well, how did this happen? Is there a loophole that we need to correct? Another one said, the legal system failed. We need to do better. But wait a second, the how criminals going to be criminals, my friend. That's what's going on. Criminals are going to be criminals. Now, maybe they'll uncover how he got a hold of guns and ammunition despite the restraining order and everything else. I mean, he could have just lied to the court about not having a gun, but he calls could also have gotten one on the black market. But again, the worst part is that we see the government is really... <clears throat> at fault for a lot of these things over the course of time, like we saw with the Parkland shooter, like we saw with a lot of these where they had multiple interactions with police officers. This guy was arrested on felony charges of assaulting a law enforcement officer a week before he killed his kids. He assaulted an officer. The, the, he, he displayed signs of being under the influence of alcohol or drugs assaulted the officer, was finally arrested, taken to the hospital, later on went and assaulted the uh, emergency workers at the hospital, and was later booked into county jail on suspicion of DUI and battery against peace officers and resisting, uh, I mean, you know, and all this. And what happened? Well, they let him out on bail just two days later. I mean, they had the opportunity. They knew that this guy was violent. They knew that he had this restraining order, right? I mean, it's all there in the system. And what did they do? Nothing. Let him back out on the streets, and then they'll blame the gun for his behavior. That's the worst part. The absolute, I mean, well, the worst part is the death of these children. But the second worst part, I guess I should say. All right, let's go over here. Uh, one more call before we go to break. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael. This is Bubba calling from North Pole. Yes, sir. And real quick comment. All the laws, like in California and so forth, that they passed, they're like a, a master lock. You know what they say? Locks are not designed to keep bad people out. They're designed to keep good people good. Yeah. That's all the law, you know, locks are for. That's true. A bad person is going to get past the lock. Yep, it's to keep honest people honest. That's exactly it. You're never going to stop them otherwise. There you go. All right. Well, I, 
going to be with us for a while. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Bubba. I appreciate you calling in and joining us. I got one more line on hold. We're going to talk to them during the break, but we've got to uh, we got to run real quick. So don't uh, don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show continues. You're home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio, TGIFF. Gun Q&A is open all day. So uh, let's take some phone calls and see what you guys want to chat about. We'll return with more right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. we got one line on hold. Let's go over to them and get their name and where they're calling from, and uh, we'll get them set up for the return to radio. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, Michael. Tim from Fairbanks. Hey, Tim from Fairbanks. Haven't have talked to you in a long, haven't talked to you in a long time, but uh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to jump off. Uh, I'm about to get to where I'm going. So, uh, but I was going to mention to you about uh, on KFAR. You know, they've been running a, a commercial about uh, suicide and guns, and you know, and locking your gun up and putting the ammunition away. Um, uh, you know, and then that commercial has always rubbed me the wrong way. Of course, this, you know as well as anybody that the statistics they use for uh, gun violence that always includes suicide and stuff. And I don't want, uh, you know, I don't want people to think I'm, I, I'm really, really familiar with suicides with guns. It's uh, happened to my family, uh, right. but it's just like uh, the criminals didn't get the gun. If, if somebody wants to commit suicide with a gun, why is locking the ammunition up and your family member going and getting it? Why is that? How is that going to be a problem? Right, like, right. You know, it's just more of the same. Uh, but I, I got to go uh, with uh, hanging there. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Tim. Thank you for calling in and uh, sharing that with us. Yeah, I've heard that same PSA before, and I understand, you know, there's a little frustration. They're trying to equate suicides with guns in a way. Again, never, you know, you could yeah. point, you could point to Japan. Which is, of course, got almost no firearms in Japan, and they have one of the highest suicide rates in the modern world. And so it, it's really not about the gun. It's about the mental health. But they're going to make it about the gun and try exactly. and twist that into that. So, yeah, I got that. All right, Tim. Well, thank you for your call. I'll talk to you later. Appreciate you, uh, appreciate you calling in. Um, okay. So there you go. Um, what else you got? You guys are quiet quiet this morning last comment is almost eight minutes ago from brian you guys asleep over there should i do my hair again look at this i don't know why it won't why won't it stay down i've got spring it must be spring because my hair is springing up must be spring that's a dad joke just in case you were wondering it's a dad joke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh man uh, um the it won't stay down because you are electric this am maybe that's it maybe it's my electric personality 
I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Brian's like two cups of coffee and I still can't clear my head. I agree. I actually slept in a little bit this morning, got a little more sleep than usual, and I was almost dopier. I'm almost like I should have just gotten up and done my thing because <laughs> this is crazy, crazy stuff. All right. Um, mm. I'm just thinking about some of the other things that I want to talk about here in the next hour or what we got going on. Plus, I really want to hear from Willie. Willie's going to talk with us today about the new movie, the Batman movie. I'm kind of excited to hear about that. I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit of a comic book nerd. Not that I read a bunch of comics when I was, I like the idea of comic books and I like comic book stories. So, um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to hearing what Willie has to say about the Batman. The Batman. Um, all right. What else we got here? Uh, we talked about that. We talked about that. Oof, we're burning through these stories pretty quick this morning. Oh, we haven't talked about this yet. Okay. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. So we'll see what else, uh, you guys have to say. What else is coming up here? We're about a minute away from rejoining the radio. And, uh, what are you guys doing this weekend? What's the plan? Was it just me? Did anybody else watch the whole Nancy Pelosi sideshow? I mean, I know I mentioned this yesterday, but did you find it as odd as, I mean, did you find it as odd as I did? It was really, uns it was really, it was unsettling to watch. It was really unsettling to watch um, her actions and the way she was. I just, uh, yeah, it was it was weird. Um, <laughs> it was really really weird. We telling dad jokes now. When did we stop telling dad jokes? Come on, I tell some good dad. What was the one that I saw the other day that I was going to tell my kids to make them groan? I saw it on Facebook and I was like, oh, that is uh, that is uh, it was good stuff. Um. So funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I watched Nancy Pelosi the other day and it was like, I don't know what's going on, but that woman needs some help. Woof. Do not let her out in public. All right, let's, uh, let's go jump into this. Here we go. The Michael Duke show common sense radio. Welcome back to the program. The Michael Luke Show. It's Friday. TGIFF. Thank goodness it's Firearms Friday, right? The one day a week we get to let our hair down or let it up, as the case may be. And uh, talk about the one of our favorite topics here on the show. We also use Firearms Friday to help... 
demystify and educate about the firearm to talk about, uh, you know, all the important aspects of it and everything else. So we welcome you back to the program for that as well. Gun Q&A is open. Gun Q&A all day. And uh, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Oof, man, that was almost a poem, wasn't it? The number to call is 907-433-3150. That's 907-433-3150. We'd love to hear what you guys want to talk about here and what uh, what is on your mind as well. Uh, we would love to uh, we'd l- love to be part of it. Love to be part of it. Uh, I'd also like, of course, to remind folks that uh, there's a lot of things happening this weekend, not necessarily firearms related, but uh, there's a lot of things happening this weekend. Uh, House District, uh, GOP District Conventions uh, 31 and 35, that's in Fairbanks. That's going on at Journey Christian Church in Fairbanks this weekend. Um, There's also, of course, the mushing competition in North Pole behind the Star of the North. There's also, of course, Fur Rondi. The Hide and Horn auction is going on this weekend. You've got the start of the I Did a Rod. Uh, you've got Charlie Pierce's announcement tomorrow night at Paradiso's Pizza at 5 p.m. He's going to be announcing who his running mate is. And then uh, Ben Carpenter is going to be speaking tomorrow at 1 p.m. in Nikiski. So it's going to be a – there's a lot of things going on this weekend. A lot of stuff going on. I have an appointment with my family. Um, we're gonna be. We got. We we're gonna be delving down. We're we're on the. We're in the middle right now of a of a, We're on a ghost ship, and uh, we're in the middle of a, of a, uh, of a pocket dimension inside of a ghost ship, fighting giant shadow rats. That's what we're doing right now. That's right. That's right. So this weekend is gonna be busy for me as well uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna be fighting some giant shadow rats uh that's the weekend i'm i can't i can't wait it's gonna be exciting um we uh, uh so whatever you're planning on doing this weekend embrace it with your whole heart and enjoy it no matter what it is i do want to mention one of the sponsors of the program of course is the bivy stick Bivy has been kind enough to su- to uh, support the show, and I got to say, even if they weren't, I'm excited about this uh, about this product. They have got the uh, the Bivy stick, which is uh, only $199 for this little tiny device that's about half the size of my cell phone. You can leave it in your pocket, you know, turned off if you want to, and when you really need it, it's there. It's got five days of continuous battery usage at when it's fully charged. You can have five days of continuous usage when you turn it on it turns your cell phone you tether it with bluetooth and you download the app before you head out on the trail or wherever you're going and it turns your cell phone into a satellite communications device you can send text messages you can send emails uh it's got the whole mapping feature in it so you can drop a pin like where you're at and send your location to somebody it's got a couple little hot buttons on it one of them is basically a check-in button that says hey i'm okay and here's where i am and another one that's a little red button that says ow i'm hurt come get me and here's where i am you can also set it to drop pins at a at a uh, you know at a at a uh, uh, intervals uh, depending on how how far apart you want them to be and uh, it is basically just a peace of mind because you're, you'll always be in contact 
You know, I keep going back to the 2018 uh, earthquake. Luckily, I was at home. I had everybody with me. But what if I had been somewhere else? What if I wanted to reach out? My cell phone was not working very well that morning because everybody was trying to call into to somebody else and the towers. A couple of them were probably down. And so we had a problem with congestion and everything else. Well, if I had had a, a bivy stick, I would have been no problem. I would have just checked in. I'm okay. Here's where I'm at. Boom, drop a pin. If you're an aviator or a mariner or just a regular person who likes to know what's going on with the weather in the case of winter storms and everything else, you can get weather forecasts on it. And um, it's got all kinds of new features that are coming out all the time, ones that I can't even talk about. I'm waiting for them to tell me I can talk about it because they're cool features. That's what Bivy does. They innovate. No activation fees. Plans as low as 14 bucks a month. $199 retail value. Rollover available for your unused credits and everything else that you're sending. Why wouldn't you invest in a bivy stick? I mean, whether you're a hunter or fisherman, a snow machiner, doctor, truck driver, Avon lady, soccer mom, whoever, brain surgeon, rocket scientist, if you are any of those things, you could benefit from having a bivy stick. Find out more at SatelliteWest.com or go to your local dealer in Dutch Harbor, Lundy Marine Electronics, in Fairbanks, Arctic Fire and Safety, in Homer, South Central Radar, in Kodiak, Radar Alaska, in Seward, Communications North, and in Wasilla, Anchorage, or Soldatna. You can visit your local safe, or safe and sound and... Uh, you can get all the information on the Bivy Stick. It's a cool name. It's a cool product. Go out and get one right now. And tell them I sent you. Would you do that? At least go ask about it. At least go hold one in your hand. If you go ask about it, then they'll be like, man, that Michael Dukes, he can really make people come out and do what, he, do what I say. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um... What, uh, what, what do I, what, what, do, what do I have time for here? What am I, well, I'm looking at the clock. What do I got time for? Um, yeah, uh, we can talk. Yes. Uh, somebody just said, um, that there are American troops that are not American troops, but American citizens who, uh, some veterans from America are taking the fight to Ukraine heading over there. I see the British foreign secretary just said and gave the go ahead that if there were people in Britain who wanted to go fight for Ukraine, they, they had no objections to that. Um, well, I mean, thank goodness the government didn't have any objections to me exercising my conscience and doing what I wanted to do. I mean, thank goodness for that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think Ukraine is going to get some uh, interesting stuff. They're actually creating a uh, Ukrainian, what are they calling it? Foreign legion? where people from foreign countries who want to come help fight for Ukraine can all work together. I mean, that was a, that's an interesting thing going on. Uh, people exercising that right. That's what it is. People exercising the right to keep and bear arms, and they're going to go bear arms for, uh, against, uh, you know, what they see as tyranny. All right, let's go over here and see what you have to say one more time. I got some other stories to pick up after the news. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael. How you doing? It's Fred in Rhode Island. How you been? Hey, Fred. How are you? What's going on, my friend? Well, I want to bring up an interesting point. You know, it just, it just, just dawned on me listening to your previous calls. You know, this whole thing with Putin and uh, what he's doing in Ukraine, what's the real difference between what Putin's doing in Ukraine and what the, Dem what the liberal progressive Democrats are trying to do in this country? 
Well, I mean, I would say the liberals in this country are not, you know, they're not carpet bombing and missile striking uh, cities and, and uh, you know, memorials and things like that. Well, no, they're not doing that, but, you know, they are doing an acid drip as to the constitutional rights, the Constitution itself and the Bill of Rights. Would you agree? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's basically chipping away at our rights. They've been doing that for years, absolutely. But it's not openly aggressing. I guess that would be the difference. I mean, you know, we can make a lot of arguments, but they're well, not, not they're not Putin. It's, well, it's not openly aggressive, but, you know, how do you, they turn around and they turn, like, the criminal justice system into a joke, you know, which they've been doing for a while, and they're becoming even more emboldened at it by the, like you mentioned, the Sacramento situation with the uh, person killing the family and himself, especially after he had a, uh, you know, previous run-ins, and the guy's obviously a menace to society and a danger to all, including himself, obviously. So, uh, you know, I mean, you know, they're using, they're using this as a, as a weapon against the American people. Right. You know, the way I see it, you know, they well, sit there and they... Yeah, you could... Be, wait, hold the, hold the line, Fred. I'm, I'm up against the break. You could be right. I'd like to talk about this more. We'll be back. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Let me say this, Fred. I mean, I know what you're trying to say, but I, I think that that, I think that that's a, um, yes, I agree with you. It's drip, drip, drip. They're, they're constantly eating away at our rights. They're constantly trying to change things. I agree. I agree with that. But I don't think you can, I think what's going on with Putin, oh, Fred left. Um, I think what's going on with Putin is a lot different than what, uh, uh, than what's going on in America. I mean, I just think that you can't you can't equate the two things. I mean, you know, sending a hundred thousand troops and shelling every major city in a country uh, with live munitions, rockets, missiles, and everything else just doesn't equate to what's going on in our country today. I mean, I, you know, I, I, it, respectfully, I just don't think that 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 works. Uh okay. All right. So a couple of you told me what you were doing this weekend, a couple of the things, and nobody's doing this, you know, nobody is doing exciting things like I am. I mean, who else here is fighting giant shadow rats? Anybody? Anybody? Um, uh, what else? Elder once told me that 12 gauge with buckshot is better at night because you can't see your sights uh, for bears or predators that prowl at night. Well, I think it depends on what's, uh, um, you know, I, 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 I think it depends on what you're hunting. That's what I, that's what I think. I think it depends on what you're hunting and what you're, you know, what you're fighting against. Um, Forot buck uh, is the best. It's what I use as a home defensive load for my shotgun is Forot buck because it doesn't go through the walls. And the last thing I do, I want to do is, is, uh, you know, be shooting at an intruder and hit somebody else in the other room. Uh, Terry says we're fighting giant shadow rats every day in our government. Touche. Touche. The good news is, is that in this setting, I actually get to kill the giant shadow rats. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, You going hunting this weekend? Yes. We're hunting giant shadow rats. It's, it's not a joke, man. It's, you know, just a little firebolt, firebolt, ice lance, toll the dead. Um, we're going to be doing some, we're going to do that. 
Flashlights and a slug for bear, says Sean. I mean, that's really the best way to kill a bear is with slugs, and you got to be able to see it. I do have a, I mean, that's why, I mean, you know, that's why lights are important. Flashlights, especially um, in this day and age. I mean, how many of you carry a flashlight on your person? Anybody? Anybody carry a flashlight on your person in Alaska? Anybody? I do. I, I, this is in my pocket every day, this one. And then I've got one on my pistol that I carry. And then I've got one in, then I've got one in my little bag in my car. Right. Yeah. On my cell phone says Sean, uh, Brian says in my wife's purse. I mean, any Alaskan who doesn't carry a flashlight, I don't understand that. I mean, we are. We live in a place that's dark nine months out of the year and people don't carry a flashlight. What is, what is wrong with you? I've had this one. This is a, like a streamlight. I can't remember what the, what the model is. You can't even read it. I mean, all the, all the freaking paint is wore off of it. I mean, it's it, but this little flashlight runs on a single AAA battery and I have had this thing for years. I've got two of them. I've got another one. When this one breaks, I'm gonna I'll start carrying the other one. But this is just a little streamlight. I think it cost me twenty five bucks or something, and it's lasted forever. I mean, and oh yeah, the cell phone has got the flashlight and every. But how? I mean, that. Let me find the app quickly. I got to find the app for my flashlight. I got to you know oh you know. <laughs> of course, you if you know the trick, if you know the secret, you're like okay, Google. No, come here. Okay, Google. See now it doesn't even want to do it. I was just gonna I was just gonna show you the coolest thing. Let's try it again. Okay, Google. Hmm. Anyway, why don't you carry a flashlight? You know? Why don't you carry I mean right? I'm gonna find my flashlight. Wait a second, it's here. It's in this app. I've got it. It's finally where is it? Oh, it's it's right there. Oh, it's no, I pushed the button, I pushed the button twice. Oh, okay. There now it works. Right? Or I just reach in my pocket, pull it out, and push the button and can turn it on and off whenever I want to do it. You know, I mean, what, right? My wife falls. <laughs> my wife makes fun of me for falling asleep with my headlamp lamp on. I've got a headlamp in my little go bag, too. Headlamps are very, very underrated, I think. Um, you know, but yes. I carry a flashlight. I, you know, it's not just about, it's not just about, um, uh, you know, carrying a gun. It's carrying all the other things. The running joke around the office when I was in Fairbanks was, uh, uh, the running joke around Fairbanks was that uh, I, if you needed it, you just go ask me and I probably had it. Whether it was a hammer in my car or, you know, my multi-tool or a knife or whatever it was, I probably had it. And you're right. It's why I wear Duluth Trading Company pants, because I can carry 15 pounds of gear in my pants. That's what's going on. Oh, a knife, a Gerber multi-tool, a flashlight, a gun, paracord. Anybody else have paracord in their pocket? No? You got all that. All those things, and you can be pretty much safe no matter what you got going on. You can fix the world with pretty much those things that I just mentioned. Little chunk of paracord, 
multi-tool knife. And I do have some duct tape actually wrapped up around a pin in my pocket. Just because. I mean, yeah, shoestrings, you want to use your... Thing is, you use the shoestrings, then you can't use your shoes. That's the... That's that's the problem, right? <laughs> use your shoestrings as paracord, then you can't use your shoes. All right, here we go. Jumping back into it. Whoa, buddy. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my new friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Hands my rifle, my gun. This is for fighting, it's for Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature right here on the Michael Duke Show every Friday. We take the show and we turn it into Gun Central, which I just said guns and firearms and everything else. So I'm sure YouTube and, and uh, Facebook are all looking at me right now. They're, lo- I'm, they're watching. They're watching. They're going to shut us off at any minute. That's okay. That's why we have the radio, my friends. Uh, anyway, today is the day that we get to talk about all those things. And we'd love to have you join the conversation at our phone number, which is 433-3150, 433-3150. The Pivotel call-in line is the uh, number to call if you would like to sound off. And I actually was going to talk about something else, but over the break we got chatting. And I don't even now remember. Oh, we were I know what we were talking about. We were talking about the the ultimate round for for shot we somebody somebody mentioned about shotgun rounds that buckshot is better at night because you can't see the sights and uh on a bear and a predator prowl at night and everything else so so there's a couple things i want to unpack on that and that's where we first got started on this so let me first address this uh 12 gauge buckshot may be better in the woods and it may be a good man stopper but if you're using a shotgun inside your house uh for home defense there's a couple things so first off if you can't see your sights you need better sights, okay, in the dark. And uh, I've got low light, I've got a low light fiber optic sight on my shotgun. My home defense shotgun has got a, it's a it's a stick about an inch and a half long of um, of pla- of you know of of, of plastic right? And it's like a green fluorescent green plastic and it gathers the light. So it sits on the end. And even if there's a little ambient light, you can still see this little green glow at the end of the site, even in, well, near darkness. It, you can't be total darkness, but if it is total darkness, that's why I have a flashlight on the side of my shotgun, right? Because 
if I'm going to be hunting predators at night in my home, right? I mean, you should have a flashlight. Anyway, the 12 gauge double lot buckshot um, is not a uh, good round for the household because it can penetrate. Uh, it can penetrate walls. My recommendation, uh, which I got. I was recommended to me many years ago, and I went and did some research on it, and I've decided, yes, that four-aught copper-clad buck is the home defense round for me because it won't pass through the sheetrock. So if an intruder does come into your – you know, you don't want to be shooting your family through the walls accidentally while you're taking an intruder down. So four-aught copper-clad buck is my go-to round for home defense. Okay, enough said about that. But it brought us to this idea of the flashlight. Flashlight on a, uh, on your gun. Now, we live in Alaska, right, where it's dark nine months out of the year. I mean, for the most part. I mean, it's dark. And I never understood my concealed carry handgun has a light on it. Um, I had all my holsters made for my everyday, you know, concealed carry so that I can carry my gun with my light on it. Why? Because it's dark most of the time when I'm outside traveling, you know, driving back and forth, whatever. Having that there is important. Having a light. So, um, but my question became, how many of you are just carrying a light with you all day? Every day. Uh, I do. I carry a flashlight um, in my pocket uh, every day. I have a little tiny AAA stream light that I've had it. I had it. We were just laughing about it because I was holding it up for the camera for the video. And the paint is almost all. It was a little black, black light. Now it looks like it's mostly gray because I've worn all the paint off of it. But I have that in my pocket. I have one on my firearm. I have one more in my go bag along with a headlamp. I have a regular handheld flashlight and a headlamp. Why? Because there's times when you need to do stuff and still see, and the headlamp is a lifesaver. So it got me thinking about, well, what else do you carry on your person? Because this is Firearms Friday, but really it's about being prepared. Now, people were arguing in the chat room, oh, I've got a, I've got a flashlight. It's on my cell phone. Okay, great. Well, if you want to fiddle fart around with your cell phone to try and find the light, you can. And apparently I was demonstrating and saying, well, i got to try and find the thing. And they're like, oh, no, the light button on an iPhone is right there on the screen. Okay, great. Maybe you can do it. I know that no matter what's going on, I can reach into my pocket, pull this little flashlight out, and push the button. Right? I don't have to try and look at the screen or do anything else. I can do it completely in the dark without having to look. If I was blindfolded, I could get my flashlight. Not that it would help me if I was blindfolded. But it got me thinking about what else do we carry and what should we be carrying on a daily basis? The running joke around the office back when I lived in Fairbanks was, if you needed something, go ask Mike. He probably has it. Whether it was a hammer or something in my car or a knife or a pair of tweezers or whatever else, go ask him. He probably has it. It was a running joke, but you know what? People still came to me. So what do you carry in your EDC, everyday carry? Sure, I've got my pistol. Sure, I've got my extra magazines. Sure, I've got my little miniature flashlight, plus a flashlight on my firearm. Sure, I've got a multi-tool. 
I prefer the Gerber multi-tool over the other ones. Just, I mean, it's personal preference. As long as you got a tool that can do whatever, I've got a multi-tool. What else do you carry? A good pocket knife? Who doesn't carry a good pocket knife these days? My wife has a pocket knife in her purse. I know because I bought it for her. And she carries it every day, except for when we fly on the airlines. After that one time that we had to mail the damn thing back from the checkpoint. Right? But who, who, who doesn't carry that kind of... What else do you carry? I carry a hunk of paracord with me. 550 cord. A little chunk. It's in my coat pocket. What's it for? I don't know. Whatever I need it. Have I ever needed it? Yes. Often? No. But I carry it. I have a I have a pen. I have a um a, a sharpie. That's a just a black sharpie, with some duct tape wrapped around it. About three feet of duct tape. Why? I don't know. I may need some duct tape. Have I used it? Yes, for marking and for using. I mean, how, you know? So what do you carry? Uh, Sean in the chat room recommended uh, carrying some mechanics wire. A little roll of mechanics wire. I never thought of it, but might not be a bad idea. Maybe you need something strong. Maybe the 550 won't cut it. Maybe you need mechanics wire. What do you use in your everyday carry? What do you put in your everyday carry pile? Um, I, I had to make the joke. This is why I wear pants, cargo pants from Duluth Trading Company, because I can put 15 pounds of stuff in these pants and I, I could still walk around all day. I mean, it's a little bit of a joke. It's not 15 pounds. It's probably about eight pounds with my pistol and everything, but I got a lot of other stuff in my pockets that I, I just always have just in case. Why? Just in case. I have used almost everything I just described at one point or another in the last five years. The duct tape? Yes. The mark marker? Yes. The paracord? Yes. My flashlight? Almost daily. What else do you have in your everyday carry that maybe nobody else is thinking about? Let's go over here. We'll go to some phone calls and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, morning, Mr. Duke. This is uh, Catfish from Kenai. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, sir. How are you? What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I know you're talking. I don't mean to get off your theme, what you're talking about, EDC. Yeah, I carry, uh, you know, a Nebo flashlight. Uh, that thing is super bright. Uh, and I was going to say uh, a good belt. I like that uh, that groove belt. I don't know if you've ever tried one of those out, but mm -mm. Uh, that uh, seems to hold up pretty well with a holster and everything. Nice, nice. Um, I, hey, I did want to uh, call and let everybody know that today, uh, I believe they're they're meeting uh, today. Uh, Representative Tara Garn, I probably butchered her name. I apologize. She's pushing through a uh, a bill, and I, I forget the net, the number. I apologize. Um, that is supposed to help out with uh, outdoor equity for <laughs> minorities, um, and so you know just. Something that, that, quite frankly, is a massive joke. Uh, if you look at all the supporting documentation, it all alludes to uh, uh, Black Lives Matter and, and other states. You know, a lot of these uh, leftist states, what they're doing and promoting throughout their areas. Uh, so, if you get an opportunity, or if you're a, a, you know somebody in her district, uh, you know, again, creating something out of nothing, uh, but essentially, it's looking to earmark funds for minorities to go out and enjoy outdoors, well, be it that uh, yeah. you know, 
Well, it's buying not, them a, a kayak, a bike. Right. It's not just that. It creates a whole office of outdoor equity. It creates a whole new bureaucracy on top of everything else. You're 100% right. We talked about this earlier in the week. Um, I mean, it is a hot mess. It's definitely something we don't need to be worrying about right now with all the other stuff we got going on. Uh, but, yeah, creating a whole new, out of whole cloth, a whole new office for outdoor equity, whatever that means. And I guess it means whatever they say it means at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for them to, again, you know, creating something out of nothing, uh, you know, paying a full PFD this year would would easily resolve uh, that issue, you know, in following the statute that's worked for 40 plus years. Right. uh, Which they've just chosen not to do so. Yeah, uh, exactly. Thanks for the time. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate you uh, being part of it today. 433-3150. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Larry up in North Pole. Well, hello, Larry. How are you, my friend? Oh, getting better. Getting better. You've been around (laughs) a day or two. I'm sure you can tell us what you carry every day that makes a difference. (laughs) Oh, I better not. Boss might be listening. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want him to know for sure. Anyway, but I carry the flashlight and leather man tool and yeah, spider coal and <laughs> and a even a even a uh, Victor Knox uh, Swiss Army knife, you know. Sure. Um, but and a, and a, and, a, and a fingernail clipper. Oh, and a fingernail clipper. Among other things. There you go. That's one thing I yeah. that's one thing I don't carry, but I can imagine that there's probably it would be handy. I'm sure for, for a variety of things. Yep. Yeah. You know, you get a loose thread on your clothes, you just snip it off, et cetera. But anyway, main reason I called, um, this is March, and it's coming up the first weekend, and that's when they have the the Nana Ice Classic uh, tripod raising day. Right, right. And um, and for about 20-something years, I've been putting on a turkey shoot down there, so... um, um, I thought I'd uh, throw my two cents worth in on that and maybe maybe get some more precipitation down there. Sure, sure. Um it 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 starts at noon. That's tomorrow. Um and we'll run to probably four o'clock or so. If I got plenty of people still there, then it, after four o'clock we'll keep shooting until we run out of turkeys. Right. And um it's it's gonna happen at uh the 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 rifle range, which is at mile marker three hundred three on the Parks Highway, which is just south of Nenana, about a mile and a half or so. Right. And um, and uh, um, the the shooting will be with twenty two caliber rifle, uh, small bore pistol, and centerfire pistol at fifty feet. Those three are shot at fifty feet. Okay. And it's uh, it's five shots. For, for two bucks and um um it, the the target has scoring rings on it and and so whoever has the highest score wins a turkey yeah and then um um we have the what we call a moose hunting type rifle and that's five dollars for three shots and i put a stationary clay pigeon down and um and if you break the clay pigeon, you get a turkey. Wow! And uh, and um, 
and that's at 100 yards. And um, if anybody uh, has any other questions, they can um, for information they can they can call 907-832-5446. Yeah, that's the office, the Nana Ice Classic office. Okay. And um, um, and also, uh, um, I thought I'd uh, mention um, on the 19th and 20th up here in in Fairbanks in the uh, Gutshocks building at uh, Shoppers Forum, they're going to have a their spring fling uh, gun show. Okay. And um, and um, I know you've got one coming up next month. Yeah, uh, I believe. Yep. Isn't it? Yep. Uh, we're going to have one next yours, month on the eighth and ninth and ninth and tenth of yeah, April. Yeah, yours is ninth and tenth. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, TVSA is having theirs on the twenty third and twenty fourth after yours. Yeah, plenty of good gun shows to go to. Up yeah, here. plenty <laughs> of year. stuff. All right, turkey shoot this weekend. Eight three two five four four six is the number to call to get more info. Larry's going to be putting it on, get you some turkeys. Make sure you bring some cages. Or wait, are these frozen turkeys? <laughs> They're frozen turkeys. I stopped, I stopped down at, uh, I keep wanting to say Caldwell's. Um, 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 yeah, the store. The store. Near Nana. Cog Hills. And, Cog uh, Hills store in Nina. Yeah. Cog Hills. Yeah. yeah. Cog All Hills. Right. Yeah. I, I stopped at Cog Hills and I get a bunch of turkeys and then, uh, as as uh, as a person wins a turkey, then I hand them to them right there. Right. All right, Larry. Well, thanks for putting this on. We appreciate you giving the heads up. I appreciate that. Thank you for being part of it today. All right. Take care, Michael. All right. Thanks for your call. Uh, folks, we're up against the break. I got a couple more lines on hold. We were talking about everyday carry. What do you carry in your pocket that uh, other people may not I mean, maybe they don't think about it. I mean, everybody's got the knife, right? The multi-tool, the flashlight, maybe some paracord. What what do you carry in your pocket? We'll have more on this in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio. Streaming live. Streaming live every weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. One line dropped off, one line stayed on, so let's see who they are. We'll get their name for when they return to when we return to the radio here in just a minute. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, good morning, Mr. Dukes. This is Mike calling from Fairbanks. All right, Mike in Fairbanks. Hold the line, my friend. I will be right back to you. You will be first up in the queue for that. Um, Connie says she carries bailing wire, pliers, and WD-40. Where do you put the WD-40? I mean, I guess it's maybe you put it in your purse. Although I don't know why I would need WD-40. I, 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 I mean, I can't I can't think of a need where I absolutely needed WD-40. The bailing wire, I could see that. A little, a little thing of bailing wire, a little loop or two of bailing wire. I could see that in a little coil where it sits flat. You know, I could, I, I, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I could see a use for that. There've been a couple times when I could uh then I could do that. When the muffler hanger breaks, only mechanics wire handles the heat better than paracord and duct tape. That's true. 
Again, a little bit of mechanics wire goes a long way on that. Uh, Sean says, wallet, keys, Camulus military pocket knife. I've, I don't know what kind of, I'm not familiar. Uh, let me, let me Google that real quick for you. Camulus military pocket knife. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a three bladed. It's like a three bladed pocket knife with uh, what can opener on it. Camulus U S army military issue, vintage pocket knife. Camulus. Okay. Yeah, so it's got a punch, it's got a screwdriver, it's got a bottle opener, or it's a can opener, I guess. It's not a bottle opener, it's a can opener on the other end. That's pretty neat. That is pretty, pretty darn sweet. That's a handy little thing. Um, Boy, they're not cheap, are they? They got... They got one on here, 1957 Vintage Camulus Pocket Knife, U.S. Army 1957 issue, $230. Dang. Uh, uh, Denny says, uh, Todd, excuse me, Todd says he carries a P-38, which for those of you who don't know what a P-38 is, it's a can opener. It's a little folding can opener, which are cool. Don't get me wrong. I've got one, but I prefer the P-51 which is the larger version, which they use on number 10 cans. Uh, I did the, the, the supposedly, this is the story. Supposedly the P 38 designation on the little, they're the little tiny folding, you know, can openers that are a little flat piece of metal with the, where the tooth comes out on the edge and you crank it around. Supposedly the 38 comes from the number of times you have to take a bite of a can top on a regular size can. It is 38 times to get the can opening. But there, there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, I carry a I, I, I have a P51, which is the larger version that they initially made for the big number 10 coffee can size cans. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that are eight inches across on the top. Uh, P51. Uh, I used to sell the hell out of those, by the way, at gun shows and stuff. Back when I, back when I used to have my own tables at gun shows and stuff, I sold the hell out of those P51s. Um, has anybody heard about the ATF mailing? They're asking if you filed an F1 application that you have to disclose if you have any parts making you a felon, and that of this time they will no longer grant permits for personal manufacture of silencers. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that yet. Um, they go for about, uh, uh, I haven't heard of that genie. I'd like to know more. Sean says they go for about 28 bucks. He's talking about the Camillus knives. I'm looking at a bunch of different, um, yeah, I'm on eBay and they're everywhere from one guy's got one for five fifty up to 46 to 22 to 36. They're all over the place, depending on what year, I guess, is depending on how old they are. But uh, anyway, kind of a cool little, kind of a cool little thing. Five inch vintage pocket knife. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Um, okay. Uh, AK Uper says that the P38, the 38 came in the fact that it took 38 hours from idea to production. That could be true, too. I don't know. All right, let's go. Here we go.
All right. Uh, we're continuing our discussions. Uh, I was going to talk about some other things, but we got talking about everyday carry. And, of course, everyday carry refers to your... Um, you know, refers to your pistol, of course, your everyday carry pistol, and that's kind of a given, right? Um, and so the question is, what um, you know, what do you, what what else do you carry besides your, um, what else do you carry besides your uh, your pistol? And we talked, uh, you know, we talked about uh, uh, flashlights, obviously, pocket knives, gear. Um, uh, 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 Sorry, uh, Leatherman tools, things like that. So I was wondering, what what else do you carry? What else do you carry? Uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Uh, somebody just pointed me to a new product called Fast Strike. I've never, I've never even seen, I've never even seen this Fast Strike. Uh, apparently, it's a little like a little whip. Huh. I'll have to take a look at this. I have, I've never even seen this before. Um, let's, uh, let's go to the phones though. Mike is in Fairbanks. He wanted to sound off this morning. We'd love to hear what he has to say. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Ah, good morning again there, Mr. Dukes. Yeah, I carry a, a small Bible. I carry a, a roll. You could buy them gorilla, gorilla tape roll. They're one inch by 30 feet, a couple bucks for uh, heavy duty duct tape. And I just got, plus I, I carry my Colt commander, my 1951. And I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to save enough money to buy an Iridium satellite phone, the new one that's uh, the Extreme. But I just got this new, this new device here, Mike. It's pretty neat. It's called a Solar Bank Backup. Uh, it's about twice the size of a cell phone. It weighs a couple pounds, but uh, you can plug, you hang it off the back of your backpack. My NRA backpack here is stuffed. Hang it off the back of that, and it'll charge your phones. It'll charge, you know, pretty much everything. It's got uh, two USB ports. It's got a micro port, USB, Type-C port. Sends out an SOS signal, and it's wireless charging, waterproof, shockproof. It's got an LED light on it, and it was it's really heavy-duty, and it comes from uh, www.backupsolarbank.com. Dot com and it was only eighty nine dollars and and if you buy a couple or three of them you get you you get it's uh, even more inexpensive but uh, pretty neat little unit hmm. I, and that's it yeah no I have seen some of these units for battery backup and I mean you know we you're getting more into the uh, you're getting more into the uh, kind of the, the 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 bag you know the go bag kind of stuff I was talking about more what you carry kind mm -hmm. of on your person but yeah this makes this that sounds like kind of a slick deal because, of course, always the problem is even if we're talking about things like the bivy stick or your cell phone or anything else, you got to have a way to charge that stuff. And if you don't have a way to charge it, then you're in trouble. And being that this is solar, that seems like that might be a uh, that might might be a way to do it. I'll have to uh, I'll have to check that out to see uh, see how rugged it is. Yeah, I could see it. It looks just like a, a cell phone. Uh, only a little bit bigger and uh, got a lot of solar panels on it. That's cool. I like that. Thanks for giving me the heads up on that. Yeah, you you got it, Mike. I, I hope my friend, uh, one of my best friends, Brady, he calls in. He's an air gun master down in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope he calls in because he carries some weird stuff too. 
Yeah, no, I always like to hear what people are carrying in there. You know, usually this is more like, what are you carrying in your pockets? It's weird, but uh, that's a good, that's a good find. Thank oh, you. Oh, I gotcha. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. Let's, it, let's, uh, let's move ahead here. What are you carrying in your pockets every day, carry that people might not think about? Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hi. Um, I'm calling from Homer. My name's Tim. Hey, Tim. And, uh, and yeah, I, um, yeah, I, was, I, I'm kind of talking about what I kind of carry in my vehicle. I got an older vehicle. I always carry, you know, um, tie wire and I know that's not, you know, I know you were talking about carrying stuff on you, but, uh, tie wire pliers and, uh, tools, you know, since tie- I have an older vehicle just in case and, um, right. And I'll carry coolant, coolant and oil, and I pretty much want that with me all the time. Seems like every time I don't have my tools with me, something goes wrong. Right. And when you fix it, but when you say anyway, yeah, when you just say to put that out there, when you say tie wire, are you talking about like mechanics wire? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, like tie wire for like tying up uh, like rebar. You yeah. Know, um, like uh. The metal wire that yeah. comes in a roll. Yeah, it's we 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 call it mechanic. I mean, I've called it mechanics wire. Is what is the same kind of thing. So it's a real thin, hard black wire that you use your pliers to clip off. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll just, I keep that with me at all times, just so you know, if your exhaust falls off or something <laughs> like that, you know. But I did want to say too, I I, I enjoy your uh, show and I'm listening to you every morning. And you and Chris story are pretty funny to to listen to so i just well, wanted to say that to you and well, um, appreciate the program well thank you tim i appreciate it and you're right i mean uh, if you've got an older vehicle i tell you i carry uh tools coolant oil tie down straps uh funnels i got a whole i got a big milk crate mm-hmm. in the back of my car that's got all that stuff in it plus my regular emergency gear so i'm with you on that thanks for sharing with us tim i appreciate it let's go over here uh see what you have to say good morning who's this where are you calling from Good morning, Mike. This is Mark from Fairbanks. How are you this morning? Good, Mark. What's on your mind? All right. Well, uh, you were talking about the uh, the whip there, and you know, modern uh, facilities in these days. Uh, uh, the uh, nature of warfare, of course, that's changing all the time, and uh, uh, sportsmanship shooting. And uh, my question is, uh, with the uh, modern warfare tactics and this. Uh, softening up bio warfare attack uh aren't they out uh maneuvering outflanking gun owners with this direct arm jab these by these medical assassins i don't know how the jab would uh, i don't know how the 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 vaccine would uh would be outflanking gun owners uh especially those that decided not to take it i don't know how that would i don't know how that would uh, work there you go there you go well, I, I don't know what. I, okay, there you go, and there you go. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Um, all right. So mechanics wire seems like something that uh, a lot of people are carrying either in their vehicle or in their uh, uh, or in their uh, uh, on their person. And it might be something that I have to uh, add to my everyday carry thing because I mean you could have six feet of mechanic wire, and uh, and and have it as a pretty small little coil flattened out in your pocket. 
Um, like I said, I wear I wear cargo pants, uh, like Duluth Trading Company cargo pants, which have got like eight million pockets in them. Not a bad idea. You know, a little Sharpie with uh, you got duct tape wrapped around it. So you've always got duct tape. I mean, you just never know. I mean, I, maybe people will call you paranoid. I don't know. I just like being ready for, well, for everything. That's what I like. I like being ready for everything. All right, we're up against the break. Willie Waffles coming up. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Streaming live every weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Brian in the chat room, if you own a Dodge, you need to carry a traveling mechanic. That's just, that's just mean. I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. Um, What I carry every day, pocket knife, Leatherman, the super tool, six inch crescent wrench, 10 in one screwdriver, small roll of electrical tape, 12 inch measuring tape, keys, OD tape measure and wallet. Well, I don't know what you do for a living, but uh, the six-inch crescent wrench—that's an interesting carry. I can't think of—I can't think of many applications when my my uh, my multi-tool hasn't been able to do the job. My my Gerber multi-tool, ten-in-one screwdriver, huh? Small roll of electrical tape. I prefer duct tape over electrical tape just because it has more applications and it sticks to more stuff. But again, whatever, you know, this is not a criticism. I'm just curious. A 12-inch tape measure or 12-foot tape measure, rather. Um, Yeah, I suppose that that could come in handy depending on what you're doing. Um, But the crescent wrench, the crescent wrench kind of throws me. The crescent wrench... And the other one. Uh, okay, let's go over to the phones here, see what uh, folks have to say. Uh, who's this? Where are you calling from? I'm in Fairbanks. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Well, when I was younger, we took the uh, hunter safety class, and I've heard a couple good things so far. I wouldn't necessarily need to carry tools in my rig all day and stuff it's, it's, to me having that stuff in the car is necessary if you're a carpenter or you know working all day but if you're just driving to and from the office i don't know if you need all that but chiming in uh when i was a kid somebody uh suggested uh birthday candles that don't blow out if you're going out in the woods and out doing stuff i just thought right. i'd throw that one out there Right. No, that's not a bad idea. You're talking about the the goofy candles that uh, you you fool people with that keep relighting. Um, that's actually not yeah, a bad. It's not a bad idea. Carry with this time of year on your snow machines and stuff, and you're debating bringing a big lighter and a knot. Sometimes, uh, yeah. I always think back to that and who suggested uh, birthday candles that don't blow out. It always stood out to me that he was pretty sharp. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty sick idea. I hadn't even considered that. I do carry a, I don't carry a bic in my uh, in my emergency bag, but I do carry a 
a little uh, like a little yeah, micro torch. Yeah, I would expect somebody to uh, to carry him, you know, some candles around all day. But if you got them in your boat or you know, yeah. your snow machine, it's just something. Well, and I think every Alaskan, I think every Alaskan should have some kind of emergency bag in their car just in case. I mean, even if we're driving back and forth to the office, I guess it depends on if it's oh, a, yeah. and it depends on if it's a one mile drive or a or a or a you know a fifty mile drive. Having that emergency gear in the back of your car uh, could you know can save your life. So it's not a bad thing as long as it's not taking up enough room that it fills the whole back of your car. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you got youngsters, you should have flying kids. And, yeah, you know, some extra jacket or two for sure. So, I like yeah, I like that go. idea of the candles, okay. though. I'd never heard that before. So you brought something new to us. I appreciate that. That's a good. Uh, that's a good idea. Uh, some people say Jim just said he carries road flares in his backpack, which would do the same thing. They're definitely not going to burn out, but they're a little more bulky and a little more. Uh, that's like the well, overkill. Yeah. That's the overkill version that's of the good. candle. Well, that's a good sheep hunting trick that we picked up on. Is, you know, just some candles that don't blow out make it better to get a little fire going. If yeah. Coming down to your, uh, exactly. Your well, I appreciate that. Thank you for bringing that up. That's a good thing. I will add that to my list of uh, things that make uh, make a lot of sense. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, you know, that's not, again, not a bad idea. You know, the other thing that people used to talk about, and uh, um, I carry a little bit of it um, just, just in case, um, fire starter, steel wool, steel wool. That is another thing that makes an amazing, uh, uh, an amazing thing. And yeah, I never thought about road flares as I guess as a fire starter, as a light source, and as uh, <laughs> Brian says, can double as bear protection. Yeah, they probably don't want to. They probably don't want to carry that as well. Um, I've got a little. My little. I don't carry a bic. I carry a little. Uh, it's a lighter, but it's a. Uh, it's like a little pelican lighter. That's a, basically a torch, almost like a mini torch. Um, that's got uh, protection on it. You know, it's got a shock covering on it and everything else. So I can always start fires if I need to or whatever. But again, the downside is, is that, you know, you got to keep gas around if you use it all the time kind of thing. All kinds of different stuff that we can use. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, all right, uh, time to get ready to do it. We got Willie Waffle coming up, uh, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share this video. Like and follow the show page. Well, they say all good things must come to an end, and so it is with Firearms Friday. We draw the curtain on all the gun stuff, and we finish up the show today with our weekly entertainment report with the one, the only, Willie Waffle. Yes, that's his real name. It's, I mean, I don't look at me. I'm not his mom. That's how it works. Good morning, my friend. How are you? It's true. Honest to God. I have, I have that name on my driver's license. And yes, I have had to prove this to several <laughs> Hollywood stars when I was interviewing them, and they're like, 
You made that up for radio, didn't you? You, you made that up. You made no. that up. I can't imagine no. what it must have been like to be in school. That's all I can say. You <laughs> know, I was lucky. I was uh, I was a strong boy. It's uh, much like uh, the song "A Boy Named Sue." Yeah, exactly. You, know, you, just, you become the toughest, roughest son of a gun this side of Pecos, Texas. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> wow, I could just see Willie with a big old big big old piece of hay in his mouth, a straw sticking out of his mouth with his thumbs and his suspenders going, you want to bring it, boy? Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's uh, dive into the uh, let's dive into the news. Um, I don't know where you want to start. Uh, how about Russia? Oh, I know. this is this is, you know, one of my favorite stories of the week. You know, so uh, as you as you know, uh, the the rest of the world is trying to cut off Russia. Okay, right. They're trying to put the sanctions on them. Try to you know try to try to you know get them get them smoke them out of Ukraine. Essentially, well, Hollywood is joining in as well, and literally every Hollywood studio this week said as punishment for invading Ukraine, they will not release their movies in Russia. And all I could think is, oh yeah. That's going to teach Putin a lesson. He doesn't get to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> that was my first thought because that's one of the big releases is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And I'm like, I'm sure he's really bummed about that, you know. And I'm sure that's going to make the rest of Russia go, you know what? I was for this Ukraine thing, but now no Sonic, we riot. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like, is Putin sitting back in the palace and he's looking at his, uh, at, at his, his cabinet and he goes, okay, guys, listen. We got to take care of this thing by May because I want to see the Maverick, okay? I want to see the new Top Gun movie. I've been waiting two years. I'm not going to miss it because of this. Yeah, maybe that was what the whole rush was to get to the Kiev uh, sooner was it so he could make sure he could watch Top Gun, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> well, this is just the kind of the cancel of everything. You know, and unfortunately, most of these sanctions, they hit uh, average everyday Russians pretty hard. And they're not getting the full truth there because it's all state-run media and everything else. And so, I mean, who knows? I just, you know, I shake my head. It's it's the one thing we can do without going full combat arms against them. So I guess we do it. But I don't know how much of a difference it makes. No, I'm with you. I, you know, I feel like it's a lot of virtue signaling. You know, I mean, it's one thing to, to cut off the cut off the banks. OK, it's one thing to, to cut off supplies going to Russia. But like you said, this is really all about, you know, I, you know, it's it's not it's, it's going to hurt regular people a heck of a lot more than it's going to hurt Putin. Those guys, they're set. They have their stash. They're going to yeah. be taken care of. You know, it's it's the dude who lives down on the corner who, like, goes to work as a plumber every day. And he's going, man, I wanted to see batman and now they took away batman from me right exactly exactly so i mean bad juju but it is what it is um all right what else speaking of communists larry david uh (laughs) sorry i've never found larry david to be very funny Uh, i mean you know i don't know maybe maybe i just don't like the snarky type humor uh but of course he's the curb your enthusiasm and he's you know he's uh the seinfeld guy and everything else and he had a big documentary coming until like literally the last minute he didn't. Yeah, this is about as last minute as it gets. So, you know, they, they've been pushing this this big Larry David documentary on HBO. It was going to premiere on Tuesday, March 1st. You know, it's going to be like, you know, the, the, the story of his life, an interview from uh, or interview by Larry Charles, the very famous TV director who's also friends with Larry David. And then on Monday, February 28th, he decides to call HBO. He's like, you know, guys, uh, yeah, don't air that documentary tomorrow. 
and and HBO said okay. That's the part that gets me. Yeah. I mean, literally less than twenty four hours out, he he convinced them, told them not to run the documentary. Now the story is that he suddenly thinks that he can do it in a different way that he wants to like maybe have the interview on stage, maybe act out some of the scenes from his life, do something different, you know, like maybe all those things he should have thought about when they started making the documentary the first time around. Right. Cause it's in the can. I mean, it's ready to go. Right. I mean, and yeah, and I'm sure it's like, he's like, Oh no, maybe I want to redo the whole thing. Like what? I mean, there's gotta be a contract somewhere that says you, you can only pull it for cause. I mean, at some point it's gotta be like, what? Well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, you know, Larry David's a big deal at HBO, but is he that big of a deal? I mean, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know, great show. I love the show, but it's on its last legs, guys. I mean, like, if he got angry and walked away, I don't think HBO would be hurting that bad over it. Right, right. No, it's kind of weird, and but he is kind of a weird guy. I guess that's just one of the things. And I mean, everybody, a lot of people love his humor. Uh, some of us don't, but I mean, you know, again, I'm, I guess I'm a curmudgeon at this point. But uh, okay, so we'll have to wait. Whoever knows how long for Larry David. They, they don't have any idea when yeah. they're going to be able to do this again. And you know, he's no spring chicken, people. He might not get it finished. Well, so then they just air it then. They'll air the other one then, and it'll be over. So it'll be <laughs> That's fun. right. When he, it, they, have, exactly. they have nothing to lose to so like, get as angry it, as ex- you want. Exactly. Just go ahead and do it. Be angry as all – you're dead. Who cares? Um, all right. Um, just more proof positive that they got to keep going back to the well because they can't come up with a single original idea. Now they're going to take a classic movie and remake it again. And, of course, I'm talking about the Tim Burton classic – Beetlegeist, Beetlegeist, Beetlegeist. Um, uh, Beetlejuice is, uh, they're going to redo it, right? It's Brad Pitt's company. What's the deal? Well, you know, they're billing it right now as a sequel, okay? And it's it's from Brad Pitt's production company, Plan B. And, uh, yeah, they, they said they are going to make a sequel. So, you know, here we are 30, what, 35-ish, 34-ish years later, uh, and and uh, they, they don't really have a plan. They don't really have a story yet. Uh, they haven't really signed up anybody from the original, like Winona Ryder or Catherine O'Hara or, you know, the guy you're going to need for the sequel, Beetle Michael Juice, right. Keaton. Right, right. Uh, yeah, well, that seems like it's kind of a hard idea to do that. I mean, are, are they recasting or, I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the deal? I don't think they know right now. I mean, that's the thing that, that really gets me. Like, they're, they're making this big announcement to get a lot of attention. We're going to do Beetlejuice. But, you know, it's kind of like the Star Wars deal a few weeks ago. Like, we're going to announce that we're going to make another Star Wars movie with the original cast. And the original cast finds out about it because they're reading Variety the next day. They're like, what? I'm making another Star Trek movie? Oh, no. Nobody signed you up yet. You have right. there's no contract. There's right. no script. There's nothing. And that's what's happening with Beetlejuice. You know, it's like, you know, Michael Keaton's sitting back going, really? They want to make another one? Nobody told me. I, you, you think they want me to know? <laughs> well, that goes cart horse and let me call my agent because i'm gonna make sure i get a fat hog on this one i mean that's you know oh yeah that's the best part you're basically setting yourself up to be taken to the cleaners yeah no it makes no sense but i mean it's hollywood not a lot is making sense in hollywood recently so no big surprise there okay well we'll hear from that no idea as to when it's going to come out because they don't even have actors yet so there you go um, what else we got here? Oh, uh, but Disney Plus, they're adding some good stuff. 
They took all the Marvel flicks, all the Marvel stuff off Netflix, and I'm talking about like the series like The Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and they're going to put it on Disney+. Plus. But the problem is, is that Disney Plus is supposed to be family friendly, and uh, they got a problem there. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever noticed this on Disney Plus, but uh, you don't see a lot of cursing, you don't see a lot of nudity. Well, that's about to change, people. <laughs> but, you know, but to make it change in a way that will not destroy their entire brand, which I'll I remember way back in the day when they created uh, Touchstone Pictures, so they could make R-rated movies, and right, people got right, upset. Right. And I remember way back in the day when the Disney Cable Channel came out, and they were talking about, well, are they going to show? Adult movies are going to show PG movies. Well, <laughs> in today's day and age, they have these things called parental controls. Right. And this is what everybody who has Disney Plus needs to know. So starting on March 16th, you will be alerted to update your parental controls to either add or remove various restrictions from each profile. So myself as an adult, I'm going to allow myself to watch anything up to a TVMA rating. Good for me. Right, right. Now, for kids, you'll be able to control you'll be able to control like what level that they'll be able to uh, they'll be able to watch. You'll be able to put a little pin, uh, a, a, you know, a, a pin password so that if the kid has a profile, you have to put in the pin before they're allowed to watch something. I mean, this is actually kind of really cool. And, and you know, this is the kind of stuff that that, you know, they had originally in, they invented all the TV ratings for the idea that all these TVs, you'd be able to program them so you could restrict different TV ratings. And right. that kind of went by the wayside. But I think Disney Plus may be on to something here that other companies are going to want to copy. Sure, because they already mark everything in the corner when it first starts, and you know if it's R-rated or MA or PG-13 or whatever else. And so, yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, it makes sense. I mean, I might want to watch something that maybe I don't want a 12-year-old to watch. That makes sense. I'm an adult. They're not. So, boo-hoo. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I dig this. I don't be good. I mean, mine will all be wide open now anyway, but it doesn't matter. But for those that have kids, it makes sense. I think it makes a ton of sense. And then it means that those people who are really big fans of Jessica Jones and Dare Daredevil and Punisher will see the, the shows the way they were made, the way they were intended. I love and it. I think there's something to that. You know, yeah. uh, I remember, you know, when they brought out, uh, well, Curb Your Enthusiasm is a great example. When Cur or actually the Sopranos, when the Sopranos, yeah. they tried to syndicate the Sopranos on the A&E network, but they couldn't use all the language. And it just didn't feel like the same show. It didn't feel right, you know, because yeah. you knew what words they were saying. You knew right. that it fit within those characters and right. in those stories. But they weren't saying them. Right. Yeah. And it just took something away from The Sopranos. And I think that's what happens here, too, because, you know, th th this is this is the rawness of, of these programs, the grittiness of these programs. We only got about two and a half, three minutes left. So okay. Worst Roommate Effort is a Netflix documentary. I think we can talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about The Batman. It's a three-hour movie, so we better have a three-minute review. Okay. So here's the deal. Boy, does it take a long time to get going. Oh my god. So first of all, they're not they're 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 not reinventing Batman or reintroducing Batman, but they're tweaking Batman. So it's still kind of the same basic story. He's a vigilante. We're picking up two years into after he started doing it. And uh there's this mysterious figure that they refer to as the Riddler who is knocking off all of the 
rich and powerful people of Gotham City, right. you know, promising that they are getting punished for what they've done in the past. And Batman is going to discover what they've been doing in the past, and he might not like where it leads. Uh oh. I understand there's a Catwoman too. I mean, there's there's all yep, kinds of characters. We have Zoe here. Kravitz as Catwoman. Uh, you know, once again, kind of you know. Uh, you know, the object of Batman's affections. Right. Uh, you know, we do have, and, and this is my favorite casting, Colin Farrell as the Penguin wearing a fat suit that makes you realize that they could have just hired another actor. Like, it doesn't look like him. It doesn't sound like him. I'm sure he's having a lot of fun. But the rest of us are like, dude, who's that guy playing Penguin? <laughs> well, that's good. I understand this Bruce Wayne is a little darker, a little uh, rougher, a little... Uh... He's not as suave and debonair. He's kind of more of a, a roughie. He's emo millennial Batman. Oh, God. You know, there's there's not a lot of angst. There's not a lot of uh, emotion. I think this is one of my one of my problems with the movie is that, you know, it really it, it takes about an hour and a half until the movie starts to feel thrilling until it starts to feel like there's something emotionally going on. It's very flat and very bland. It's bland man for an hour and a half, you know, because there's just not anything that's grabbing you. But luckily, all of that pays off in the end okay luckily so it takes a while to speed up but maybe they could have edited it a little different and made it were but uh down to the last 45 seconds here so negative one to four waffles batman the batman what do we say i'm going two and a half waffles okay and in dc style you do you well let's let, let me put it this way in dc movie style you can wait until the end of the credits to see a little something that's not important to the story but they give you most of the setup for the next movie before the credits roll okay all right we'll have to watch it two and a half waffles the batman is it big screen or can i stream it quickly uh i think you could stream it okay all right that's all i wanted to know willie waffle wafflemovies.com thank you my friend i appreciate it folks we are out of time we will see you on monday have a great weekend live well be kind we'll see you then Okay, uh, Willie, that's, I mean, I'm kind of bummed because I was hoping it would be good, but, you know, I don't know, Chris Nolan's Batman, still one of the best. Well, actually, Michael Keaton and the Jack Burton or the, the Tim Burton one is, I mean, it's, it's, it's odd. It's not the same as the modern day, but it was like the first superhero movie that really made it. So I'm kind of nostalgic about that one. But Chris Nolan's The Batman was, you know, was really, or Dark Knight was really kind of like, uh, I think that was like the pinnacle at this point. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I think one of the hardest parts of, of watching this Batman for me was I kept thinking back to how Nolan did it, how Christian Bale did it. And I'm like, oh, God, that was so much better. I mean, just, you know, everything about it, the, the character arcs, the storytelling, uh, the, the music, the action scenes, just the raw everything about it. And, and this Batman just feels a little detached i mean i kind of joke about him being the emo millennial batman but he kind of is yeah. he's detached emotionally the whole movie is detached emotionally there's no fire there's no brimstone and it needs it i don't know how dc keeps stepping in it you know they, they do one or two good ones and then they just fall apart i don't know what it is but i guess we'll see what happens uh we should review the peacemaker did we talk about that? We talked about it a we, little bit, but we we talked a lot about the peacemaker at the beginning. I have to get caught up okay. to the uh, finale. 
but you know, I was a big fan of, of Peacemaker when it first premiered. I, I saw the first several episodes. Yeah. I think John Cena's hilarious. I love I love kind of the the whole idea that there's this this other kind of you know uh, there's this other story going on underneath that we have to find out the way that every every agent in this whole this whole entire program is somehow trying to use it for some evil you yeah know? no I love it I love it. of course James Gunn I think is one of the big reasons why that's working but all right we'll get caught up we'll talk about that soon thank you my friend I appreciate it. Hey, you got it. We'll talk to you next week. Folks, we will see you on Monday. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show